0: Welcome to the Words of Grace podcast, where we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermon at Grace Community Church. From time to time, we'll address other topics. We hope these podcasts help you press the Word of God into your everyday life. Good afternoon. Today is October the 30th, and I'm with Scott Patty for a Words of Grace podcast. Good
1: afternoon, Justin. Good afternoon.
0: It's now beginning to get cold.
1: It got cold last night. It's raining today. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like fall. Yeah, it does. It's Leaves it. all over the ground. They're wet and soggy. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, Dark it's clouds great. hanging low. Man. <laughs> Don't you just love this? Is I that, do. Is that sarcasm? Do no, you really? It's not sarcasm. You got to have it at least. You got to have it every now and then.
0: Uh, yeah. Stuff has to grow. I thought you were being sarcastic because you well, like the sun, and now the sun's covered up and no, you're sad.
1: Not complaining today. Okay, well, it's that's good. good. We, need, we need it. We're in a drought.
0: We, yeah, we definitely need a rain. For Thank sure. the Lord for the rain. Yeah, so it's good. Well, um, we are still in the book of Isaiah here at Grace. And that is and no drought. That is no drought, not at all. Wow. And it's been a great series to walk through, and you know, I was caught, it felt like it was really I think the Lord always has a way of doing this with me when I read the Bible, mm-hmm. and especially when I read like the Old Testament, right? Because you you get the indication at times reading the Old Testament, man, it's judgment after judgment after judgment after judgment. Uh, but it was really interesting because, and you're going to recap this, I know, in our talk, but all of the grievances that you went through in the text, um, he always came back with, but there's grace, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm calling you to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a beautiful picture that, the God has always been the same. He's a yeah. God of grace and mercy, and uh, it was just beautiful. So with that, give us a little recap. Well,
1: we'll stay on that for yeah. a minute. It, yes, it's hard to understand. It's hard to see it. Yeah. But with the harshest of discipline mm-hmm. um, that God put his people through, yeah, uh, and he, there was always an open door for repentance. He was always calling them to repent, which is a beautiful, beautiful word. Um, and their repentance was not necessarily going to change the circumstances. Some things the Lord determined were going to happen like an exile. Um, but there are, there are things worse than exile, aren't there?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like not being with God. Right. And so the, the open door for repentance was there. The Lord kept Mm -hmm. calling them. So, all right. Now the overview, that's what we did on Sunday. We looked at chapters 28 through 31 and uh, in there, we, we, the, the structure was, was around uh, five different pronouncements of woe in my in the translation I was preaching from. Some of them were ah, mm-hmm. and one of them was woe. Other translations, they were all woe, meaning sorrow for those who, and then the, the, then the problem, the sin, mm-hmm. the, the thing that displeased God, the thing that grieved God's heart was listed after that. So yeah. five woes, that's the structure of it. And uh, with each of those, we, we saw evidence of God's keeping grace, mm-hmm. a remnant, uh, his, his, uh, his salvation of His people, and His mm-hmm. call for them to repent. Yeah. Um, where we started was in chapter 30. Yeah. And I wanted to, the way I organized it was start in chapter 30 with this, this declaration here. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, mm-hmm. in returning and rest you shall be saved, in quietness and in trust shall be your strength, but you are unwilling. Hmm. For you said no, we'll flee upon horses. And then it goes on to, Hmm. um, they describe how they're not gonna trust the Lord, they're gonna trust Egypt to save them in their Hmm. conflict with the the threat of the Assyrians. And then moving on down, it says, therefore the Lord waits to be gracious to you. He's waiting for them to repent and believe and return. And he'll show mercy and grace to them. Yeah. So uh, the, to recap all that, the point was that there are things that grieve God that his people do. Yeah. And, uh, but he's always calling them to repent and return. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's, there's uh, abundant grace, yeah. much more abounding grace uh, for those who do. Mm -hmm. And so that's the calling.
0: Yeah. I love, I loved that picture. And I had another version on my lap on Sunday and I can't remember how he says that the Lord waits to be gracious to you. Something like the, the door is opened and Mm -hmm. I'm ready to welcome you. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this idea. And again, I just, I love uh, the way of the Lord and that's, that's portrayed in the Bible. And, and it's this constant idea over and over again that, Yes, it's a narrow. In one way, it's a narrow road. There's mm-hmm. one way to God through Christ, but, but it's not a, a narrow way with a gate shut. Like it's a gate ready to be open for mm-hmm. those that repent and believe. That's you right. Know? Which is a beautiful thing. You mm-hmm. know, um, it's so, a
1: narrow gate, but it's an open gate. Yeah, where there is repentance and faith. That's right. Yes.
0: Yeah. So well, it was a great sermon, and and what I want to ask you about is about trust. Okay. So in your sermon, you you were talking about really this whole s- can be summed up. This whole section can be s- summed up about trust. Yes. And that sometimes as followers of Jesus, we can get confused with that word trust. Okay. And what I mean by that, you, you kind of started, and I want you to elaborate a little bit, but sometimes we hear the word trust, and a lot of words come along with that, like being quiet, resting, being still, and it kind of we can kind of come to the conclusion well I guess I just don't do anything okay but it's like well but to trust what do I do you know because because mm-hmm. he was commanding Israel not to do certain things but then it's like well what do I do as I trust like I, that sometimes people think I just kind of sit around and just not do anything yeah you know? trust
1: God and do nothing right versus trust God and do the next right thing right okay well I can see that because the verse says the opening verse that we that we focused on was mm. chapter Isaiah 30 uh, chapter 30 verse 15. In returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, your question is what does it look like to trust? Does it look like inactivity mm-hmm. to trust, or, or how does this work? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we have to live, don't we?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we have to. God causes people, he calls us to obey him, mm-hmm. and there's action there. Right. Um, to, to trust, you know, there's an old song we used to sing when I was growing up in church, mm-hmm. trust and obey. Yeah. Uh, and so we, in trusting there is obedience. So there's action, there's activity. So it's mm-hmm. not a, it's not a trust and do nothing. Um, you know, uh, obedience in terms of holiness of life, obedience in terms of love and service, obedience in terms of work, work for the kingdom, obedience in terms of, uh, using the Proverbs and other wisdom. Uh, parts of the Bible to make wise decisions, obedience. Mm-hmm. In, and, and, we're, and we are called to carry out and conduct our daily lives. Mm-hmm. So in those, trust looks like doing the things that God says to do in the way He says to do them as, as wisely and faithfully as we can in the events of life versus doing things in a disobedient way, a selfish way, a wisdom from below way, Mm-hmm. Um to that would be trusting ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we're doing it when you do things God's way, when you live seeking first the kingdom of God, you're trusting God. You're still yeah. living, you're you're still doing the normal things of life, but mm-hmm. you're doing them for God's glory, by God's grace. You know, you're doing them as a servant of, of the Lord, you're doing them in the Lord's way, you're being obedient in them. That is, is trust. Yeah. So it's trust and obey, not trust and do nothing. Right. It's trust and do the thing that God's called you to do. Yeah, I think maybe one way this gets a little confused or or challenging is when we when we're talking about the nation of Israel in Isaiah's day, the Lord said, don't make a political alliance Mm. with Egypt. Mm. You know, that that was what the Lord was rebuking them for and for their desire to do that. We need to understand that that doesn't mean that the political world is not real and Mm. important and and. And that you know, nations can't be politically a al- al- you know, aligned with someone right. else. And yeah. so, be- because it's the context is different, right? We're not we're not talking about a nation state in our day being the chosen people of God who were to trust God and not yeah, trust yeah, another yeah. nation against a third nation. All right, so you you got to understand what what is happening here. Yeah. In that day, the the message to from Isaiah to the nation was. Mm-hmm trust the Lord and don't do this. That yeah. was a specific command from God Yeah. for that nation at that time against Assyria to not, right. not go about dealing with that crisis this way. Rather, mm-hmm. trust Him. What would that look like? It would mean live in covenant relationship with God, Right. which would, would require them to repent because they had stopped doing
0: that. Yeah. Which is kind of why they were in the mess in the first place. Exactly. They were full yeah.
1: of idolatry. Yeah, full of oppression of the poor and the widows and the orphans. Mm-hmm. They were they were full of self trust and and pride. They had stopped living faithful to the covenant that God made with them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So to trust the Lord, first of all, would have been to return to that. Yeah, and then as they're facing the threats from the nations around them. Mm-hmm. Trusting the Lord would mean listening to the words of the prophets that God had given them to guide them through these crises and to obey Him.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that's what we're talking about. Now, when we come to our lives, Mm -hmm. we have to live faithfully to Christ. That's Mm -hmm. what it means to trust Him. It, It means to deal with the crises of our lives, the threats to our lives, the situations that we find ourselves in that are challenging, being obedient in those, doing them God's way, doing them so like being active, mm-hmm. uh, and not not just passive, you know, sitting at home in the name of trusting the Lord out there, getting after it, uh, but in God's way, so that that's reflecting the heart mm-hmm. of trust. Yeah, and then and then just then you have to trust the Lord for yeah. the outcome too.
0: Yeah. So here here's a good question mm-hmm. that maybe we can end with in our time. But mm-hmm. as you talked about, okay, getting out there, being active, doing our thing, trusting the Lord. As you interact with people in their daily life and maybe in your own life, what are some of those um, things that maybe, I don't call them warning signs, red flags, maybe in our lives as we're living that show, whoo, maybe I'm not trusting. Like, mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, we can be active in doing like, but are there these warning signs that you've seen in the lives of other people, friends, people you've discipled, where you're like, oh, that's a sign that, that maybe you're not trusting the Lord?
1: Oh wow, yeah, let me think I mean I can uh, immediately I say there's probably hundreds of them, but yeah. then I'm thinking, okay, what would maybe one... the top
0: five <laughs> top three
1: <laughs> well anytime anytime I'm trying to carry out a situation uh, live in a situation and, mm-hmm. and make a make a decision in the moment uh mm-hmm. in, in my leadership or in my family or in my own mm-hmm. personal life, and I find myself being driven by fear mm-hmm. that might make me want to sort of shape the truth one way, okay. I'm like, no, I'm not trusting the Lord now.
0: Okay. Um, so you just talked about the emotion of fear.
1: Yeah, when, when I'm driven by fear in such a way that I maybe not not want to do everything I need to do okay. that would be faithful in this situation. That's good. Uh, shade, the, you know, to take, take the truth and sort of bend it just a bit to fit a narrative. Mm. Um, uh, treat somebody in a way that I know is not the way they need to be treated because of fill in the blank, fear. Mm. Jealousy. I need them to move mm-hmm. out of the way. Whatever you know, there's probably probably hundreds of ways in an individual's yeah. personal heart
0: yeah.
1: that they are carrying out life in ways that don't trust the Lord. Yeah, um, you know, uh, not taking advantage of opportunities for for ministry mm-hmm. before me because it might require me giving of okay. myself. But then I might think, oh, but if I give of myself, I have none of myself left, and I'm clinging to myself. You know, Okay, yeah. My, my, so not taking advantage of the opportunities that are for okay. before me. That's um, kind of an
0: avoidance kind of yeah. you know, mentality. Uh,
1: so, that, again, it shows not trusting the Lord.
0: Self-preservation, yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, y- y- you know, take anybody's job uh, mm-hmm. that they have. In the moment of crisis where they might be required to stand for righteousness in a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, taking the edge off of that in, in a way that says, oh, I can compromise here in order to keep the peace. It doesn't get me in trouble. Now again, you have to have wise, you have to have wisdom to know how to live in the workplace, uh, when to speak, when not to speak, when to, yeah. when to press, when to let something go. There's a lot of wisdom there. You yeah, know yeah. we don't have to confront every single issue that comes down, but we're, we are praying, how do I live faithfully and righteously? In the world, in my job or at my school, um, you know, when do I have to stand? And, and and if I'm not going to out of fear, maybe I'm not trusting the Lord. Yeah. Or if I'm doing it for my own personal gain mm-hmm. rather than for righteousness sake, I'm not trusting the Lord. Yeah. It just, it it what it takes, Justin, is it takes us engaged. Yeah. With God. We yeah. we can't just check our brains out and say, all right, let's follow uh you know, five steps to this, and it'll always work out okay. No, yeah. it, it takes no, I have to speak to this, right? Or, mm-hmm. or I have to do this or I can't do this right. So whether it's in again the way we're treating people, the way we're addressing situations, the way we're being mm-hmm. called upon to 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 be faithful to Christ in a in a squeeze moment of yep. work or whatever, we we have to say, am I living faithfully? Am I doing mm-hmm. it truthfully? Am I obeying God in it? And am I walking in it responsibly? And if I am, and I'm yielding all this up to the Lord, then I can, I can believe that I'm trusting Him as I'm going yeah. about my life. Yeah. I'm ultimately trusting in Him. Yeah. And that's part of the whole returning, resting, remaining quiet, quietness of trust, trusting in Him, finding our strength in Him. Yeah. That, would, that would be maybe some ways I would think yeah. we might draw from Israel's experience, Judah's experience, in the mm-hmm. days of Isaiah, yeah, when when they were not trusting the Lord yeah. as they were going about li- yeah. national life together,
0: yeah, I like you mentioned the word just that takes engagement. That takes us to be engaged with God as we're doing yeah. life, and I, I think that's a great example because I think for some people. They may say, "Well, I'm not doing anything overtly to say I don't trust him, but I'm just busy in the routine of life that I I'm not engaging, you know." Yeah. And I think that's kind of what the Lord in some ways was getting at when he said, "You know, you're worshiping, but your heart's far from me." Yeah. You're not engaged, right? Not now. engaged, yeah. And so that's that's a helpful step of saying for some of us it may just be just take the step of getting engaged, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. getting engaged with the Lord and and um, yeah. and yeah, just focusing on him.
1: Um. So this these chapters, uh, starting in twenty eight, and really on through thirty nine, um, we're going to be in here for a few weeks. We started Sunday, and the as I said, there's some people write right over the top of this. Yeah, uh, these chapters, trust in the Lord. Like that's the main theme. Mm-hmm. You boil it all down, all these yeah. parts. It's trust. And so at the front end here, you have it in the form of these, these woes right. that are pronounced, God's grievances against His people, grace and then calling. Mm-hmm. As we move on in to the to getting to the end of chapter 39, we're, we're gonna get into some history, mm-hmm. and we're gonna show in real time mm-hmm. how one of the kings uh, was called on to trust the Lord yeah. in the crisis moment. Mm-hmm of the threat of the Assyrians. yeah, And we might get a more visual picture at That's that good. point in, in the weeks to come.
0: Good. Well, great sermon on Sunday. Thank you.
1: Yes. Thank you. Now, but this Sunday we won't because <laughs> uh, I'm going to turn the tables here. Uh-huh. Uh, we are moving into uh, our Grace Missions emphasis, which That's is right. the time where we emphasize our offering. That's so right. real quick, starting this Sunday, the first Sunday of November, <clears throat> we'll have two months where everything that is given that is designated to Grace Missions. Grace Mm -hmm. Missions, Grace Missions Fund, or just missions. Anything that's marked that, given to the church, one hundred percent of that is gonna go to two thousand and twenty-four, our mission funding, our mission budget. All right. And so to kick that off, you are gonna be preaching. Yes, right. I'm gonna be I'm gonna actually be preaching in one of our church plants. Which is awesome. You say church plants. It was a church that was planted out of grace twelve years ago. But they've invited me to come back and speak. But you're going to be preaching Sunday, so why don't you give us a thirty-second overview of that and yeah. get people ready for Sunday?
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be in a very familiar passage, but um, it's uh, the Great Commission found in Matthew chapter twenty-eight. Beautiful passage at the end of Jesus' ministry. He's about to ascend and go to heaven, and he's going to leave his disciples with, "This is your mission," uh, which I think's beautiful. I, I I was been talking to you about this, but. My kids have been in extracurricular activities for a while. And, and, you know, the one thing I've learned about sports and watching my kids in sports is that you never get too old for fundamentals Hmm. and the basics. Hmm. And I think sometimes in sports, we get out of the basics and it's like, well, you just lost that game, not because you didn't have great plays, it's because you don't know the fundamentals of how to tackle, and that's mm. why you lost the game. Okay. And I just think, in, in the same way in the Christian life, I think it's good to get back to the basics of what has Jesus called us to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to look at that on Sunday. It's going to be very straightforward, because Jesus was very straightforward, mm-hmm. but also very comforting, I think. Mm-hmm. I hope it's going to be very encouraging to all of us. So good. that's where we'll be on Sunday. Okay, we're looking forward to it. All right, sounds good. Thanks.